0: From Your Life Choices, welcome to Mind Your Own Retirement with Kay Fallick and me, John Dix. Welcome, Kay. Hello, John. Have you been a busy beaver?
1: pretty busy but I'm also smelling the roses and I think I've got life balance.
0: Oh, that's shock. Oh my goodness gracious me. <laughs> how did
1: that happen? Now have you done <laughs>
0: anything about your technical issues? Um, have you been learning from some young people about how to use your phone, <laughs> how to use your computer? No. no. Oh, you've got no. to do that. I, th- I
1: think I know this. Stuff, Where are your John?
0: children when you need them?
1: Uh, One's in London and one's on the other side of town having a good life eating out.
0: When can you see your daughter (laughs) in London again?
1: I don't know. I don't like that. That makes me sad. I'm sorry you asked that. Yes. Our children Mm
0: -hmm. used to just be very close to us but Mm -hmm. now they're... just go all around the world, don't they?
1: However, they remain close because we WhatsApp and we talk and I'm very much, I believe, <laughs> in her life.
0: Don't you love that ad with the with the with the yeah, grandma I can who's see got the phone?
1: It's it's your ear, <laughs> Mum. It's your ear. Yeah, I have been guilty. You of see, that.
0: there you yeah, are. Yeah. That's <gasps> why the young ones can teach us uh, so much. <gasps>
1: you are like a dog with a bone. I love friend. it. Yeah. I tell
0: you what, you've yeah. got to learn more. I'll teach you some things now. Okay. someone Someone who <laughs> is going to teach Can't us some wait. things about superannuation.
1: <laughs> it's Kirby Rappel, who is the Executive Director of Super Ratings, and decumulation is the hottest topic, yeah. so Kirby's going to step us through what we need to know.
0: A lot of our members, of course, have yep. the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card.
1: Yes, and some don't. And they should because it can save you, some people say, up to $6,000. Is, so it, is
0: it uh, uh, income relevant?
1: I will tell you later. Because
0: I want to know. Cause I'm a senior to, and I don't have, have one.
1: To, you have to wait and find I out. I want one. Okay, let's find out how you do that.
0: And I'd like to go on a nice cruise, please.
1: Okay, Australian cruising. So we're very lucky to have Jeff Gillies as a return guest talk to us about Cruising Australia post-COVID.
0: But coming up next, we're going to talk about your super. And on Your Life Choices, Kay, it is time to talk superannuation.
1: Yes, and it's a topic on everybody's lips, John, not the least because of the volatility of returns, of uh, people's savings, what they can do, what they can't do. But to settle everything down, Kirby's going to steadily step up through decumulation.
0: That's Kirby Rapel, the executive director, Super Ratings, and Kirby is on the line. He's been with uh, Super Ratings since two thousand and eight. K. He knows all about it. Kirby, welcome. Tell us what we need to know.
2: Um, look, I, I think for today, we're talking about how do people get the most out of getting their uh, account-based pensions or their pension settings right in their super and, and helping people to have more confidence and comfort when they're drawing down on their money.
1: So Kirby, just to confuse the issues, so you can unconfuse it, the word pension's misleading. People think age pension, but the pension we're talking about today is a retirement income stream from your own superannuation.
2: Yeah, so there's probably three topics here. So obviously the government will provide an age pension, and as we all know, that can be pretty uh, challenging to live off. And for people who've built up their super savings, when they get to retirement, they can start a thing called a retirement income stream or an account-based pension with the super fund, and that will allow them to draw down on their super savings over time and give them a, a regular stream of payments.
0: Isn't there a certain amount that one must take from their superannuation fund if you're over a certain age, Kirby?
2: Yeah, so um, depending on your age, there's a certain percentage of your account you need to draw down. And with uh, COVID and everything that's been going on, that's actually been reduced at the moment. So uh, at a minimum, it was 4% for, for some of the younger retirees, and that's been reduced to 2% at the moment.
1: So the question around pension products is a, a lot of people will get to Retirement Kirby and go, oh, well, I can take a lump sum, so watch me do this. But how should people think about whether they take a lump sum, they take a small lump sum and and they turn the rest into a regular income stream?
2: Look, I think it's a fantastic question. I think the key challenge for people at the moment is you've built up all this money and what do I do? So you don't have to take it all out in cash. Obviously, if you're earning a very small amount on interest in a bank account, that may not be that much use to you. Even when you do retire... You're probably going to need to live off your super for another 20 or 30 years. And so the super funds have set up products that allow you to keep those investments. You can get a little bit more conservative investment, but keep that exposure to, say, Australian and international shares over the long term and then draw that regular payment out into your bank account. But the reality is for cash at the moment, it's very hard to keep pace with inflation, let alone build up your nest egg. Um, So the super funds are there to help you draw down on your accounts over time.
1: So Kirby, super ratings essentially reviews super funds performance, provides information to super funds as well. But what you're doing, every tick of the clock is measuring how different funds perform. You've also measured their pension products.
2: Yeah, so... The really good news is that over the long-term, for a lot of those long-term options, they've been returning about 5% to 7% over the long-term in in pension products. And that's a lot better than you're getting in cash. And so there's a couple of things to look at. How do you get reasonable fees? How do you make sure you get good returns after all fees and taxes? And how do you make sure that your um, retirement income stream provider is giving you an easy way to draw down on your money?
1: So how do consumers find answers to those questions?
2: There's going to be two factors. One is, um, so ratings firms like ourselves have lists on our side, who have the best rated pension products. That's a an interesting area uh, that we do. Secondly, looking and talking to your provider, because you may not know what they're offering you in that pension payment stream. So about two-thirds of funds now let you have a pension payment done fortnightly. Some will only let you do it monthly. Some will let you do it more frequently. And then within that, some will let you choose which date to take your money out. Some will say you have to take it out on this date. So it's a really interesting one of how do you get it so your pension's working for you rather than you having to be running around trying to figure out how to make you work for your pension.
1: So Kirby, because you can do this, would you share who were the finalists in the best pension product of the year?
2: Yeah, sure. So, at a high level, um, there's about 180 different account based pension products on the market. So, there's a bewildering choice. And the reality is, most funds will offer a pension. So, one of the really interesting pieces of our research is a key challenge for retirees is they don't actually know that a fund offers an account based pension. But the reality is, just about everyone does. That doesn't mean all of them are as good as each other. So, from our side, the the ones that have really shone through in recent years um, have been uh, Australian Super, BuffQ, which is a Queensland based fund. EBUS, Equip, HESPA, Super, Telstra Super, which is only open to Telstra employees and their families, UniSuper, which is there for the university sector that not everyone can join, and Vic Super look pretty good. And what those funds have been doing differently is they've had more tailored solutions. They might have specific retirement strategies for pension members that help with the ups and downs of the market, and they're hopefully pretty flexible. So they make it easier for you to control your own money. So it's a really funny one that you've worked so hard all your life to build up that money. And then how good are funds being at helping you um, pay that money back to you to have the retirement that you're, you're desiring? So even looking through, the, a really fascinating statistic is how long does it take a pension provider to pay your one-off payment? It's one of the questions there earlier really was, do you take out part of your lump sum? And the reality is, there is going to be unsustained costs that come up from time to time. And so does your provider allow you to get, say, a five or 10000 withdrawal out when you need it? And how quick and easy is it to get that withdrawal out? So it's been really interesting that super funds are finally making sure they come into the 20th century on these things. Um, but, um, but 80% of providers, they'll pay you uh, in three business days or less. But there's still about 20% providers that are taking uh, over a week to get that money into your account. So it can make a big difference when you really need access to your own money.
0: I know that uh, my, my fund actually pay me a, a monthly Uh, amount, um, which just comes in in regularly, um, which is very, very handy.
1: Well, people can budget and manage Uh, when they're dealing with something regular. The thing that I think must be challenging, when the amount you have is low, so if, say, you're on a full-age pension, you may think, oh, I'll just take all of that in a lump sum but it's not as manageable as knowing that you're getting whatever it is, $300 a fortnight or whatever as a top-up. So it's it's very personal choice. Kirby, in terms of advice, do all the funds you just mentioned, the finalists in the pension product of the year, do they all offer advice as well?
2: Yeah, so there's two main types of advice here. One is more um, single-issue, simpler advice. So it's probably 250 to $350 if there's a cost. Mm. And it will be about how do I set up my retirement um, pension? How do I choose the right investment option? That's pretty simple stuff. Mm. So a lot of them will offer that internally. Uh, so you can just call them and they can help you out. Or there's more comprehensive advice. So most of them will offer you comprehensive advice or can they have referrals over to other uh, advisors. They're validated based on, um, their qualifications and things like that to be able to help you out. So talking to your super fund can help demystify this uh, a little bit and you can get help there with the advice piece. But for, I think for a lot of people, um, the simple advice is what they probably need and, and the funds are there to help them with that.
1: And the simple advice is have a look at your super, look at the balance and ring the fund and say, how do I maximise this? And put it back onto them to come up with some good ideas.
0: Kirby, how can people know more from, uh, from your side? Um,
2: so, on uh, the superratings.com.au website, we've got a list of all the different funds that we rate, which is just about everyone in the market, and what our rating is. So, if it's a top quarter of the industry, they get a platinum rating, and if they're a finalist, that's all shown on the website there. And we also have uh, lowest fees and top returns across a number of different options that people can play around with there to try and make sense of it all. So That, that website um,
0: again, Kirby, slowly?
2: Superratings.com.au and if you look out for our top ten part of the page. And of course it'll be on.
1: We'll link across to that. Kirby, you've actually made sense of something that's difficult. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) This is of enormous benefit to our members.
0: Thanks, Kirby. Take care. Thanks a lot. It's John Dixon, Kay Fallock from Your Life Choices. Kay, what am I holding in my hand?
1: You're holding a Seniors card.
0: Yeah, that's my Seniors card and I'm very, very happy and proud to have my Seniors card. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm, I know that there's a Commonwealth Seniors health card available. Correct. What is it? And can I have one, please?
1: Well, John, I think if you were totally on the ball...
0: Yes, which of course I'm not. I said if.
1: <laughs> I said if.
0: <laughs> yeah, if.
1: You would know about this. Tell me. It's for self-funded retirees. Hello. So, there's two cards for people who aren't qualifying for Centrelink benefits or the age pension. Yeah. Right? Okay, that's me. Now, to go off topic, one is the low income care card and that is literally for people on a low income, they can get a card which uh, allows them to get discounts on prescription medicines some additional health benefits and sometimes household transport, education or recreation concessions. Now, they might be provided by state governments as well. So, that's for people who aren't getting an age pension but they are on a low income and sometimes the thresholds change and most people aren't aware of that. So, it's a good idea for people and we'll put links up to check what the threshold is, what is a low income, so they can figure out if they'll get that.
0: If I am a self-retired fundee...
1: A self-funded retiree. retiree, Yes.
0: um, And that's my dyslexia. uh, (laughs) Tell me how I can get one.
1: Well, that's low income. Hmm. I don't think that's you. Who would know? No. Who would know? I reckon you're expensive. Oh. So let's cut to the other card, which is the Commonwealth Seniors Healthcare Card. Now, commonly people call this the CSHC because it's such a mouthful. And this is for self-funded retirees, John, who are of age pension age, now 66. Hello. Hello. And there are thresholds, so if their annual adjusted taxable income is below 55808 for singles, 89290 for combined couples, then they will get this card and self-funded retirees think this is gold, this is pure gold because it enables them to get all the benefits again on PBS medicines and health and transport and so on... So I'm not sure if it's still the case, but back in the day you'd get a discount on the GAN and the (laughs) Indian Pacific. Like this this is a lot of money. Yeah, sure. So as I said, people say it can can be worth up to $6,000 a year. Okay. Um, It's a recognition that people who are self-funded... Self-funding. ...have have worked hard, have saved money. Yeah. Um, And it's a recognition of the fact that they too would A benefit from the state wow. to uh, manage their money better. Okay. So,
0: so uh, just just recap again. To qualify for this particular card, you must,
1: as a single, on your taxable income, it must be below fifty-five thousand eight hundred and eight dollars. Combined couple, eighty-nine thousand two hundred and ninety dollars. And then there's couples separated due to ill health, a combined amount of 111616 So where, the, do
0: you, where do you go to find out more?
1: Well, you go to Your Life Choices, which lists the terms and conditions and links you through to being able to apply for this card. And the advice I had from someone who worked at Centrelink for... Hundred years last night was you apply for both of these cards. You apply for the low income and you apply for the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card, and pretty soon it will be worked out which is for you. Right. So don't sit there going, oh, I think I could get this, that, or the other. Simply apply work because it out. the rules change. Yeah. And you may now be eligible and you weren't last week. So a lot of people do not know about this card, particularly pre-retirees. Mm. So have it on your radar because mm. if you start retirement with something that saves you a few thousand every year, wow. Why not? Wow.
0: Your Life Choices has the link. The card is called?
1: The Commonwealth Seniors Healthcare Card.
0: Excellent. Next, we're going Travelling. Does your health insurance fund reset its extras at the end of the financial year? Are you waiting impatiently for these extras to reset? Maybe you're frantically using them up. If this sounds familiar, you could be on the wrong policy. Head to healthinsurancecomparison.com.au to compare funds. Speak to our experts and find an affordable policy with the extras you need. That's healthinsurancecomparison.com.au. The specialists in switching. It's time to go cruising and boy, I tell you, I I remember last year I went cruising up in Cairns and uh, went out to the reef and it was just sensational. I had a great time and I know that all the tourists that were on board, they just couldn't have enough of it either. So we thought we'd go and have a chat to Jeff Gillies.
1: So, Jeff, you're from Coral Expeditions, the commercial director, if you don't mind. And um, in terms of pent up demand, John <laughs> and I, all we're talking Camping about. Campaign at the bit, mate. We haven't talked about food, which we normally do, um, but we're keen to really come out of the blocks and start cruising in Australia. So, can you tell us what's been happening at Coral Expeditions over the shutdown?
3: Yeah, it's a it's a bit of an abnormal uh, abnormal experience for us. I'm sure that it's turned everybody's uh, everybody's world on its uh, on its head. But um, yeah, we've got uh, all four of our vessels uh, are here in Cairns Port. Uh, all of our crew um, uh, are here and, and the office. So we've we've kept ourselves really busy. You know, it's very comforting actually to have um, to have everybody sort of not spread out in different parts of the of the, of the ocean and the world. Um, and we're really grateful that we didn't have any, any instances, um, of COVID amongst any, any passengers or any trips. So we've been keeping busy for sort the of planning for, um, you know, for the future. Obviously, some of our well advanced sailing schedules will need to be changed.
0: Tell us about your vessels, uh, Jeff, and tell us where you go to.
3: Yeah. So we've got the, uh, the new Coral Adventurer, which is a purpose built sort state of the art expedition ship that's new that, that arrived with us in April in 19. Um, the Coral Discoverer, which is a, a more intimate 72-person vessel. And then we've got um, two smaller ocean-going catamarans that take 45 guests out We'll get back to operation with the Coral Adventurer and the Coral Discoverer. And, you know, we're hoping if the uh, if the borders open across the country, you know, we're hoping that sometime in August or September could see us, um, you know, back in operation. And I think the the best read that we've got of the market really and sort of the environment is that Australian coastlines are going to be uh, are going to be the focus. So, um, you know, we already do the Kimberley. We've been 25 years now in the Kimberley, so we'll. Well, I really look to get back there in August and September, and we've got uh, you know some some um, seven-night Great Barrier Reef trips. Our Tasmania season in the summer, from January through to uh, through until
0: March. Wow, you really do cover us. You do cover Australia, don't you?
3: Oh, we do. We absolutely do. And then uh, I think this this will bring on the opportunity for us to uh, to explore some new coastline. So we're we're really keen to look at um, the entire length of um, of Western Australia, and we'll also look to potentially come around. Into um, into South Australia across the Bight and uh, spend some time exploring shores down there. So um, yeah, so it's been a, re- a really busy time. Just you know, just really imagining what else we can add to the domestic coastline schedule. Whilst we we won't be going too too much further afield.
1: So Jeff, just in terms of small ship cruising, is there some kind of plan that will radically change that that sort of cruising? I mean, is it distancing or is it too early to tell?
3: I think the first principle is that small ship cruising is so differentiated from large cruisers that they just don't belong in the same category. So um, small ship cruising has always been about small numbers going to remote, unpopulated places, and the ships have always had plenty of- Basing, um, you know, the highest quality in terms of guest to crew ratio, high quality of care, um, preparation and planning. So, um, and and we've we've also got the, I guess our company has the the added comfort of. Um all of our guests, you know, predominantly are Australian and our crew are all Australian. So um, we don't have some of the challenges of um you know through through crew and passenger base to, to more affected areas. So that's the way that we're kind of approaching it is that you know small small ship people should have a great deal of, of confidence and comfort around. We've put all sorts of measures in place focusing on prevention. Um so you know our COVID management plan is now approved by every state and territory in the in the country. And you know the key thrust of that is prevention. So doing everything that we can do to not have any exposure before we depart.
1: So you're actually quite a long way down the track, mm. I would say. I'd uh, use the word poised. <laughs> they have
0: not been sitting on their laurels at uh, at this company, have they?
3: Uh, we were, uh, were we're often being small and nimble. we we're, we're, we're often the first. To move, and we, we got some fairly you know fairly clear indication you know that the, um, the domestic coastlines and and domestic operators would would be um, those that would recover first. So we didn't uh, we didn't sit on our hands, and we kept ourselves busy you know through that through that team. So, um,
0: Kay, as you and I have spoken, this is the perfect opportunity. Once everything is lifted, for our, our Australian uh, listeners to go see Australia first. It's a it's a well worn term, but it's so true.
1: And I think. The question, it's a hard one, jeff but I'm going to be annoying and ask it anyway. Yeah. What's the um, cancellation policy? Because I'm listening to this thinking, wow, I've got... I really would like to do the Tasmanian cruise. Mm-hmm. So if I was to book that, say, for early next year and then, uh, you know, the borders weren't how they should be, uh, how, is it cancellable? How does that work?
3: Yeah, so so in the current environment, we're offering all new bookings, what we call a free deposit protection plan. Um, and our general terms and conditions uh, are um, that we issue a one hundred percent credit for um, you know for any any trip that you book that does get affected by by the government restraints. that can be used well off into the future. Um, protects you against any price increases. And yeah, we've had a, a, a wonderful response. We've had you know, some, somewhere upwards of uh, 1,500 guests who. Um, you know who have been impacted through this year's Kimberley season, and um, you know as of today, we've got most of those relocated back into uh, back into trips next
0: year. And I don't want I don't want to sound too parochial here, but to see the the wonderful thing is that you're talking to an Australian company who mm. is reputable. Mm. It's not some big huge overseas conglomerate who you have to sort of uh, fight through or to, a exact, <laughs>
1: or a booking engine,
0: exact or a booking engine. You are speaking to the people who they get it. Yeah, you know, they they get it, and mm. and. They they will work with you
1: well that's what you're hoping for in travel that yeah. it's there's a new paradigm I'm sure Jeff and uh, people are looking for some security so Jeff to make a booking
3: yeah just uh, visit our, our website www.coralexpeditions.com, and you'll see yeah you see all the information that you need and a great collection of our Australian, Australian trips listed there.
0: Okay, ahoy there. We're, uh, we're about to get our streamers and uh, head up there, fella.
1: Well, it's exciting and people have been shut down for a long time, so I hope uh, business is fantastic, Geoff, when people come out again.
3: Thank you so much.
0: Okay, we've uh, broached some very important subjects today. Um, it's yes. been uh, you know, a little bit serious with some of the, the superannuation discussions. which It is, is
1: serious, but it's better to know more.
0: And also to know more about the Commonwealth card of which you spoke.
1: Yeah, Commonwealth Seniors Health card now, is a ripper.
0: Absolutely. And it just, just once again, if people want to know about any of the subjects we've spoken of, including the coal cruising.
1: Uh, they can go to yourlifechoices.com.au and go straight through to the podcast page.
0: Kay, always a pleasure to see you. You're looking absolutely Stay well. fantastic.
1: Stay well, John. Stay well
0: yourself, my Can't Madina. wait
1: till we're travelling again. That's
0: right, but do see Australia first. Yes. Tiwi Islands, here we come. John yeah. Deeks, Kay Fallick, thank you so much. <sighs> we'll see you next time for Mind Your Own Retirement.